Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk about that thing that happened yesterday. <laughs> um, if you're um, able to pull up the episode list from the podcast, I want you to make sure that you star November the 6th, 2019. Go find that date. <laughs> Go looking. Um, if you're catching this episode later, because on November the 6th, 2019, at 4.30 in the afternoon, I had an opportunity to spend an hour with Kate DiCamillo. And guys, I just could have hugged her through the screen and just talked to her for hours and hours. She is such a precious woman. I could feel her strength just through the screen. Um, I was so blessed to have that opportunity, and I want to thank the Lord for that, because the Lord opened that door for me. Um, it was not of my own doing. I will say that it was because, you know, all of us hang out every day. You know, we have this podcast where authors come, readers come, and, and we all just kind of hang out each day together and we talk about the author life the author journey a tip or challenge here or there and it somehow got its way to kate's team and because of the jen lowry writes podcast i was able to do a once in a lifetime experience and i am just thanking jesus for being with me through all of this for bringing you guys all together with me um, and that way we can learn with each other because when we grow, we grow together and then we share. And so this is a win-win for all of us here in the author community. <laughs> um, and so I want to tell you guys, and I even told this on the video. So if you want to watch the YouTube video, it's on my Jen Lowry Writes channel. Um, you can watch the video of me and Kate together, or you can listen to the podcast, whichever way you want to go with this one. If you watch the video, you just get to see lovely Kate talk, and you just get to see her. Um, she's lovely. I know I've probably said that word two times in a sentence, but that's okay. Roald Dahl does that as well. He will say peculiar and, and many times, and large and large and large. <laughs> so, he can do it. I can do it. Um, nah, I just want to tell you guys, 
that leading up to the podcast, at first, I wouldn't tell people at all because I thought it was a scam. So I held the secret in my heart and I would say, I can't wait to tell you guys something if this is true. (laughs) If this is true. And my friends would be like, who is it? And I'm like, I can't. I just can't right now. I just can't. I can't even speak it out to the universe yet. Just let me see. And then when the publisher sent me the kit, the press kit for the podcast review, it had her folder, her materials, her bio, and her hardback covered book Beverly right here I was like it's real I saw the stamp guys it it wasn't just from a random P.O. box out in you know Kalamazoo and I'm like okay now I can share it because it's real as soon as I shared it everybody looked at me like I was crazy they're like no way and I'm like yes way all of my teacher friends all of my librarian friends Um, I have a slew of them. They were all like, are you serious? And I'm like, guys, I don't kid. One, I'm not a jokester. I I really am not. I I do not have that. I have that wit like an hour later. Not right now. I'm I'm looking at you. I'm telling you. (laughs) And so then it would be all of the discussions of how many books we love by her. So I then had to start my journey in Kate's world. I had to. I had to get Kate's world and immerse myself into her work. So I read, I counted them all up last night of the books that I have read by her. I actually read nine books of Kate's. I think I actually quoted like five, but it's hilarious just because, because of when Dixie is on my Kindle, I got the Kindle version and read that because our library did not have it. Of course it was checked out and it was gonna be checked out for 20 more patrons. And I was like, okay, I can't do this. Um, I bought because of Winn-Dixie. So I will tell you guys, one day Sam asked me last night when he saw all of Kate's books stacked around me after the show was over, he was like, mama, one day, if you get, he always likes to say, if you get rich, because I think it's like he knows we're not moving right now. Like, there's no way. But we want a small little house on some land. And um, and he said, if you get rich one day, are you going to have a reading room? And I took pictures of my niece's reading room. She actually has a room dedicated to books. It is gorgeous and beautiful. She has a Pride and Prejudice quote framed. She has a whole shelf full of Stephen King. And then my baby niece, my uh, great niece, she has a shelf full of Sweet Valley High. Y'all, that's speaking right to me. To my heart, y'all. Um, and she's in fifth grade. And it's filled with books that I remember growing up reading. Um, Anyway, let me get back. Let me go back. Um, And so he saw all of Kate's books, and I'm like, yes, and I'm going to have books. I'm going to have shelves dedicated. I said, you know how, like, uh, Aunt April has a Stephen King bookshelf where she's got every single copy, every single King book. I said, Mommy's going to have children's literature everywhere, and there will be a Kate shelf. I said, might as well say a Kate bookshelf, as many as she has, because I still have to keep reading. (laughs) I still have, like... um, quite a few more to go of hers. I've got a stack left, but I do get to turning in my other stack today. Um, But I now want personal copies of all of these books to keep on my shelves. I knew that I did not want to give away um, Ramey 
and the Tell of Despero in Louisiana. I, do, I don't want to turn those back in. Um, those are going to be special books of my heart for the rest of my life. Um, I'm going to have to go in and um, change my top 10 book list. And it's going to be really hard. I'm just going to say, I don't think I'm going to be able to choose. Well, if I had to choose one, it would be Beverly Topinski's book, Beverly Right Here, which is her newest book, to put on my top 10 list. But I think what I need to do is I'm going to say the collection of Kate's books. And I'm going to include, because of Winn-Dixie, and um, the three rancheros, of course. I'm going to include the whole set. And then I'm going to include Tale of Despero. So... After reading so much of her work, I realized the value and the benefit of us as authors doing this. Guys, we need to do it. I'm going to challenge you. I challenged you the other day. I can't tell you enough. I'm going to be preaching this until the cows come home. And guys, I don't have any cows. I live in a subdivision. So I'm letting you know right now and we're preaching it forever. You guys really need to pick an author and stay with them hold their hand through their books you need to experience kate's books like that and you if you've read one of hers so if you're out there in the universe and you say oh i read because of winn dixie because of course that's one that we're gonna know or the tale of despero it's easier to know that these are these are ones that you could talk about with kate DiCamillo's work because of the movie adaptions to them too and you might have read them with your children or been assigned with them for a school assignment because they're all over public schools but if you've not read the three rancheros if start with Ramey nightingale because it's a series and then go to louisiana's way home then read beverly give yourself three days because you're going to read a book a day. It's not going to take you long. Um, I read a book a day. I couldn't put the books down. I was carrying them through the house. I, I love these books so much. I did not move through Beverly. I had to find a spot where I knew I couldn't move. Um, I actually lay down. Um, that's when I remember my eye was hurting and I, I was still reading. Um, I had to go. I had to. And I had to give myself a space where I could take it in because I knew it was the last of the series. That's how moving these books are. And then you move yourself into Because of Winn-Dixie again. I don't care how old you were when you read it. I don't care if you read it last year. I'm challenging you to do these books consistently. So if you have to choose just five, these are the five, the top five that I would say go for. Um, I still have a stack of her books to go. I just ran out of time because I was meeting Grace Lynn. I had to read the Grace Lynn book. I wanted to read... Um, where the mountain meets where the mountain meets the moon and so I did take away that one took me a couple of, a couple of days to finish um, and so that kind of it kind of broke into my author study and my investigation but I'm telling you this is one of the most worthy endeavors um, that I've done and now I'm changing the way that I'm reading and so for the month of November, I'm finishing up Kate's World and reading Roald Dahl's World. So I read two of Kate's books yesterday because she has the uh, Mercy series. She has six books in the Mercy series. I read one of those. I read another Bink and Golly. Bink and Golly is another series that she has. And I read Leroy's book and him and Maybelline um, on an adventure. Y'all, I love Leroy and Maybelline. Um, Mabel, I found that Maybelline also was out in the weather, just like we had a, a situation because of Winn-Dixie. I found that um, 
Mercy shows up. The street where Mercy lives shows up in Leroy's books. And I'm like, I do the same thing. While I was writing, you guys know full well that Noble's book, Noble Chavis, if you read My Boyfriend's Back and you're introduced to Jamie Locklear, that's Tyler Locklear's cousin. I had no clue they were cousins until her, his family came to listen to him play church, play in church and sing. Well, not so he wasn't doing the singing. Miss Rachel wasn't going to allow that. But playing the piano um, for his girl. Now, I'm telling you, I didn't know that was going to happen. And so I had to say, oh my gosh, I do it too. Tell me, tell me, did you plan this? And of course it was a no and it's beautiful i felt like i wasn't alone in this weird way i do things and that if, if i wouldn't have read multiples of her i wouldn't have also noticed the themes of her books and i just came out yesterday while i was in the middle i pray guys every time before i hit record on a podcast Every time I pray that the Lord gives me the words that I'm supposed to say. I don't plan any of this. None of this is scripted. The interview was not scripted. I did not have a single bit of notes. I don't have um, anything. I wrote down some of the things that I heard her say. Well, you could say that's a note. Like uh, reading a scene and um, like writing a scene and you need to read books um, and that's what her publicist sent me, like these little sayings. And, and I wrote them off the email. Um, but I'm telling you, like, as, as I'm sitting there, I looked at her and I'm like, throughout all of your books, you know, you have a cycle going on. And I wouldn't have recognized it. And it's heartbreak, heartbeats, and hope. And it's that, it's in every book. And it takes you through all of these emotions and you're planting seeds of relationship. And so many kids that I, like, guys, I, I've been working in education for 20 years. And so when I say so many kids, I see a lot of kids. And especially even with my literacy coach job, you know, I teach a class, sure. But I work with so many students and I see that they're getting farther and farther away from books and so if they have an opportunity to read a book it needs to matter and that's why you know I've really got to be reflective now as an author and I have to say you know Lord I'm going to honor the page I'm going to understand that the books that you gave me from this past year for Sweet Potato, that they matter to somebody somewhere out there. And I pray that you continue to give me work that matters. That was one of the most powerful things that I have ever experienced. Okay, my salvation. The love that Jesus has poured out into me when I am not deserving and His forgiveness of my sin. That is my number one most top grateful gratitude moments of my life the day that I got saved when I was 13 years old and the day that I knew that I was forgiven the day that um, I had my children my children are a blessing in my life and the four children that I've lost and have went on to heaven guys my children are my blessings my husband I love so much a blessing and so I don't want to say that this comes before the Lord or my family. But if you're talking about moments in your life that you're going to carry in a secret special treasure box in your heart, 
that when you open it up, the ballerina spins and you want to close it because you want to be the only one to see that ballerina. There I am speaking with Katie Camilla. I'm going to get teary-eyed and I'm just so thankful to the Lord because the Lord knows my secrets of my heart and that's the thing about the Lord. The Lord knows the desires of your heart. Serve the Lord. Love the Lord with all of your heart. Seek the Lord's face. Continue to to work diligently for Him. And blessings will come. And no, like I tell you guys all the time, you know, it's not financial blessings for me, but it comes in other ways. Like yesterday, that completely poured into my spirit. So, going up, I told you all about the research. I told you, you know, I read the books. You know, I I felt the books. I'm never going to um, to take on, you know, authors that I know that I don't have time to read their books because I can't. I can't do it. I and I've talked with my friend about it. I'm like, she was like, you you did so many interviews. Why did you stop? And I'm like, do you know? how much I invest for one podcast if it's an interview. I read their books. I'm on their social medias. I'm looking at videos. I'm looking at other author interviews they've had. I'm learning about these people because I really want to to get to the heart of the connection with people. And I want to use that time wisely. And I, I want to be able to add value to other authors who are watching this. I don't want it to be the exact same thing. It might be, who knows. But the Holy Spirit gives you everything. But I've got to know. So I spend hours and hours and hours, you know, doing that kind of work. And when I do that, if I'm in the middle of writing a book or editing a book, then I have to do that balance thing I've talked with you guys about. Because I'm a full-time teacher and a homeschool mom at night. And I don't finish until 9.30 to 10, 10.30 at night. Guys, I'm pushing my time. And so that's why, you know, I backed away from committing to to so many interviews. Just because of the, the heart that I put into the interviews. Um, and it, it's life-changing to me. When I have an interview, it's life-changing. Now, if the Lord, you know, if Lord willing, if the Lord wants me to carry on this career then he will financially provide for me to have this full-time life and I'll be able to do this full-time. But at the moment, the Lord is teaching me balance. I'm having baby steps here. I'm having struggles just like everyone else then to be able to relate to everyone else who has a time issue um, and still do this life. So, you know, the Lord has me working this his way in his timing. I know a long time ago, I had a lady who had been miraculously healed from a wheelchair, and she came and spoke at our church, and she was a local person from the, from the county over, and I might have told you this story before, and she told me at the end of her service that she did a women's meeting, and um, she shared about how the Lord healed her and how she had cried out to the Lord in church that she wanted to die and that she was done and, and she couldn't live anymore. And the Lord showed her she had so much more to give. And and then um, 
now that she can walk, she carries school supplies into low-income housing, and she delivers school supplies and, and talks with kids um, and families. And she, she brings supplies all the time and gives them things for school. Um, and so she she's carrying on her work and her mission that the Lord has set out. And um, at the end of that, I waited, and I was with my best friend, Tanya, and we got to the end of, we were at the end of the line because um, that's a Baptist church, and you sit at the back. And so here I am walking up, and she just laid her hands on me, and the Lord gave her a word. And I knew it was a word from the Lord, and Tanya witnessed it, and we had that moment together. And I think the Lord made sure that my best friend was there. So that way, there was a witness for me to be able to remind me at times when I get down or have self-doubt. And the Lord gave her the words that, you know, you're going to be on TV. And you're not going to be a health and wealth preacher. You're going to preach the word and you're just going to preach the simple truth. And, and you're going to, you know, I don't remember all of the words. She did say those words, but I wrote it down after. And they didn't know that I had already been accepted with my doctorate degree in Christian ministry. They had no clue. Uh, but the Lord knew. And the Lord called me to go back into school. And even though I'm not being financially um, prosperous from that degree, and I didn't get a pay raise because I'm a teacher and got a Christian ministry degree, so you cannot get recognized at work for that degree. Um, I did that for the Lord, and I'm continuing to do what the Lord is calling me to do. And so if you look at that YouTube video and you see me interviewing Kate, that's like I'm on TV. <laughs> My YouTube channel's like I'm on TV. And I'm telling you guys, the Lord can use a video like that to inspire other authors to really reflect and contemplate and think about the power and the responsibility of the words that they write. And there's so many things I could have said. There's so many things that I could have went with. And I said, Lord, that's what it was meant to be within that hour. You did you did well giving me that. Thank you, God. Um, thank you. Um, I'm never going to look back at the podcast and say, you know, it's a disaster in the making because I didn't write questions down ahead of time and, and stay with that. No, the Holy Spirit did its job, um, as always. It never fails, leaves, or forsakes us, even in the midst of having the interview of a lifetime. But the Lord knows the desires of my heart. And the Lord knows what I always do when I see award-winning books. You guys know. I've told you guys that secret. I collect them. I keep them. I read them often. And I will tell you, knowing that my books now are on the digital shelf beside Lois Lowry, that's always been a dream of mine. Y'all, listen to me. Don't stop. You never know who's listening. You never know who's reading. The day you get discouraged is the day you speak this to yourself. Just like what Kate says to you at the end. And if you don't do anything but listen to the last minute, you listen and she says for you to show up, it matters. To just show up. Show up, guys. And let the Lord 
Let the Lord use you. Just open your heart to the Lord and say, God, use me. Let me be a vehicle for you. Let me be the hands for you. You know, we need to be the hands and the feet for the Lord. We have a gift and a talent. No, I'm not a grammar queen. You know what? But there are other people out there that can catch my stuff. But God has given me a heart and a passion for reading and loving books my whole life. And wanting this author world. Well, instead of just wanting it, go after it with a passion put to good use. I ask you this, please, to listen to this interview with Kate. I want you to go to the end. Even if, I want you to listen to it all. But I want you to go to the end on the days when you struggle. I want you to go to the end when you find yourself in a, in a tough spot. Oh, guys, can y'all please pray right now? Because one of our vehicles that takes the, uh, the special needs vans, it might not be for our school, but I'm very close. Um, and I'm here early. Um, it's on the side of the road with the cop, and it's dented at the front. Let us pray for people that have safe travels, Lord. Everyone, just just pray for, for travel mercies on these roads. Oh. So, um, go to the very end. Go to the end, and I want you to listen when you get discouraged. Just hit play again, and listen to what Kate is saying to you, because that's what you need to do. You need to show up. Show up. And we need to be there for each other. You know, when I was talking with Kate, she said, when I'm, you know, when I'm making coffee and I'm downstairs and, and I'm in my coffee, I know I'm not alone. I know I'm not alone because when I'm up at 530 in the morning and I'm on a weekend plugging away and people say, how do you do this live? I get up early. You know, I have to. I get up early. Oh, no, there's someone else on the side. I hope they're okay. But I do all of this work because I'm called to, because I'm forced to in my life. I have to. It's, I have to do it. You guys know that once I start a book, I can't stop. I told her she was like two to eight pages a day. We're going to talk about routines. Um, we, we're going to do that. I'm going to put out a Twitter. Um, I'm going to ask you guys to put down routines, and we're going to go through them. We're going to talk about them on the podcast today. Um, so email me your routine. We're going to highlight routines today. Email me, jenlowrywrites at gmail.com, and we're going to talk about ways to pattern ourselves around consistency, and that's something that we all need to work on and do and, and dedicate our lives to this work, um, and so that way when we do show up, we're showing out, okay? We're, we're actually spending that time, that protected time. I, I said yesterday, we just, that protected time is so valuable in our life. Um, and so that's what we're going to be talking about in the next few days, along with um, investigating authors in a complete book study. Guys, I can't. Please do it. Please start. If, and if you don't know where to start, start with Kate. God, I don't care if you read Children's Lit or not. If, if you don't read Children's Lit, welcome to my world. Read Children's Lit today. Please, go grab it. Go grab Kate's books. And... You can start with the Tale of Despero, then you move to Ramey, Louisiana, then go to Beverly, then finish it up with Because of Winn-Dixie. Read Because of Winn-Dixie last. Well, that's how I, if you want to do it, let me. Do it however you want. Get those books. Read the Three Rancheros in order, though, because it does matter. If you just pick up Beverly, you won't know who the dog is, okay? 
So you've got to read how they got the dog to begin with. You've got to read um, how Louisiana knows Beverly's taking care of her dog. I mean, you've got to read all of it straight through. So, so um, don't say I didn't warn you. <laughs> so, so I'm going to be challenging you and mentioning this a lot because that's going to be my new way. That's just going to be my new way for the rest of my writing career because I learned more that way. I learned more than I've ever learned in this month. I think it's all come to, well, maybe when I've listened to so much research and YouTubers, bloggers, because you guys know I do that on a daily basis, that I'm always trying to learn something new. And then when I get into the book study, it all makes sense. It makes more of a sense. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say, like I'm learning something new about the craft every day. And then when I'm reading in a book study and I've got the same author in front of me, that's the key. That's the key, guys. And I'm reading in my genre. Read in your genre. Be well read in your genre. And so children's literature and middle grades fiction, that's where um, I'm planning. Now, the Lord willing, the Lord is going to take me where the Lord wants me to go. He gave me a magical Christmas wedding, which was an adult holiday romance for my mama. And in 2018, if you'd have told me that I'd have wrote a book for my mama, see, I'm all emotional. I would have never told you that because I couldn't have. And that book is a book of my heart for my mama and the love that we have. And I'm telling you now, you never know where the Lord is going to take you. You could be trying to write one way. You need to get yourself into a different genre. And you need to live in a book. And that's what happened to Kay. And I'm like, it's not an accident. Look, she said she was trying to turn in for literary magazines. And she got placed in a book warehouse. What floor did they put her on? Children's. And she started reading the books. Guys, it's because that's where she was meant to be. That's where her heart for writing was. How do you know unless you read? So, start with Kate's. Just because I'm challenging you. Go around telling people that Jen Lowry is forcing you to check these books out of the library. If you are 44 years old and you're kneeling down and looking up DiCamillo on the shelves of the library... And people are looking at you like, why are you over in this section? Shouldn't you be over there in the literary fiction section and the new releases? No, you say, I'm forcing you. <laughs> Go get Kate's books. Start there. Read at least five. You don't have to read like the whole collection like I'm doing. But I am. I'm going to continue to read them. Um, I'm going to continue um, to check out more. Um, I'm going to turn back um, these books today that I have that I've already read. And I'm going back for more um, to add to my list. Um, and I'm doing Roll Doll for a book study starting today. And I'm doing uh, Roll Doll for homeschool. So we're actually reading James and the Giant Peach. And we're on um, like page 55 already. It's a very quick read. If I was reading James and the Giant Peach on my own, it would take me about an hour. And so we're sh Sam and I started it, what, yesterday? Because um, we finished Lyric, and I wanted us to get a quick read in. And we were talking about his favorite books, the children's book, movies. And so we're going to read, Matilda is his one of his all-time favorites. 
Um, so I've got Matilda on order, um, but we had James and the Giant Peach. I know I bought him Matilda. It's probably under his bed um, in a secret hole in a portal that goes to another universe. I don't know if your child has a bed like that, but my child does. Because um, I can remember holding the book in my hand with the cover on it. I'm thinking of the, the older illustrations of the cover. So I know that um, I've got it somewhere. We just have to find it. It wasn't in his closet where we keep his books. Um, so, so I'm doing this, guys. I'm going to be investigating this seriously. It's not just something that I'm throwing out there and then not challenging myself to do. I'm going to be living in children's literature um, and middle grades for a very long time. Um, so if, um, if you want to take this journey with me, start with Kate. If you think I'm crazy and you want to prove me wrong, start with Kate. You see how I'm trying to challenge you to, to live in this world for a while. And you may need, need to do it because you might be the next children's literature book author. You, this might be you. And you didn't even know it. This might be where you live. And so you need to know that. So um, let those books occupy the spaces of your life for a while and live in them. Invite them over. Invite them over for an after-dinner snack. And you won't put the book down until you go to bed. And the good thing about reading children's literature is that a good hour to two hours, a good three hours, it shouldn't take you more, you, you know, you, you'll be finished. So if people say, well, I don't have the time, well, you've got the time for children's literature. So there we go. Um, thank you guys for joining me today on Jen Lowry. I'm telling you, this podcast has opened doors for me that that would have never been made possible without Sweet Potato Jones, without my publisher believing in me, taking a chance on my work. Um, I can't wait for you guys to meet Sweet Potato in 2020. It's um, Sweet Potato started this journey. And so I'm always going to bring her honor because without my publisher picking me up for Sweet Potato, I probably would have never taken the risks and the chances that I did uh, to become a hybrid author. And it has been one of the greatest joys ever. I'm going to talk more about future plans. And um, I had someone reach out to me even yesterday about that publishing company idea. And I'm like, guys, yeah, I've got to get there. And yes, I do have Amazon bestsellers now. I'm learning how this is working. But I need to continue in this work for a while. And I need to establish myself. Because one, I'd have to pay for the covers and the editing and all of that as a part of the publishing contracts. So um, it's coming. Just pray for me. If the Lord is uh, wants that to happen in my life, it will happen. If the Lord has other plans for me, then we'll have to go with that too. And so I want to say to you that um, I just cherish our time that we spend together on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast. Um, thank you for being a part of my author journey. Each and every one of you are a part of my journey. And I talk about you guys all the time. Um, I say, yep, you know, I get this email or... Uh, somebody's found me here on LinkedIn. Somebody found me on Facebook. You got me on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. So just go out and find me, guys. You've got me here. Uh, connect with me everywhere else. Please watch that video. Uh, you need to just see Kate. You need to see how lovely she is. Don't look at me. 
okay? Don't don't worry about me over there. Just focus your eye on Kate, okay? Um, and share it. Share it with your author friends. Um, when I was talking about goal setting, and, and you guys know it was 10,000, and now we're almost at 13,000. Now we're, you know, I'm hoping to have 20,000 in 2020. That only happens when we share out the goodness of helping each other and building our tribes and, and you guys knowing that this is a true community where not only am I praying for you, but hopefully I'm giving some tips and, and we're just talking life and we're talking author worlds. Um, how can we not? We have to. It's just a part of life that we live. So uh, I just want to thank you guys. Share it out and I'll talk with you later. Bye. Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.